Ever wonder what the dog in your life is thinking? Well, join me, Liz Murdoch, animal communicator, talking with the dogs and finding out what dogs want people in their lives to know and understand. I've spent my life talking and listening to animals. So if you consider yourself a dog person or just happen to have a dog, I'm here to help you learn how to talk or listen to the dogs in your life. I chat with people too, sharing stories and tips on exactly how animal communication or being a dog whisperer makes an impact at home or when working with the dogs. So welcome to Talking with the Dogs podcast, a place where we uncover exactly what dogs want us to know and celebrate that every dog has a story. Today we have a renaissance man and his dog on Talking with the Dogs. Yes, Doug Buden is an actor, a storyteller. He's co-host of Jeff Lewis Live on Sirius XM 102. He's co-host of This Is Happening, the podcast. He is an actor who has guest starred with recurring roles on Modern Family, Friends, Two Broke Girls, and many more. He knows life in LA, New York City, Beverly Hills, and a lot of places in between. What else can I tell you? He is a cooking uh, guru, shall we say, in the in the works. On his Instagram site, he is starting to show some cooking and great recipes that are not so challenging to make. And what really interests me about talking with Doug is he has a black lab who he likes to spend as much time as possible with. And what I want to find out from his dog and Doug is what they do to make it work when someone is a busy person and how to keep that bond going and make it so everyone's needs are met, including the dogs, and taking good care when he's still out and about doing his other activities. So join us and welcome Doug Booth. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Yeah, um, you said you like to spend as much time as you can with your dog. And as a busy guy, and a lot of people don't like to admit this, but since you're a chatty guy and you talk to so many people every day, yes. we're, gonna, we're gonna talk about how a person has a vibrant life and still has a dog and takes care of the dog. And Hudson told me as I was tuning in, I was like, okay, Hudson, what do you want to talk about? He wants to just, we're going to just put it out there. How does someone have a dog and go to work and take care of the dog? Because Hudson says he's actually very happy with his life and he never feels abandoned by you. He feels like the people that you bring into his world that is your village are good people is his words. Mm -hmm. he, he, so he feels like this is a discussion that people need to hear. How do you take care of a dog when you have a busy life? So I want to ask you, because Hudson is telling me this, what can you contribute to this? Whether it's your experience or what you've heard that works for people. Well, I, you know, it's one of these things that's like having a child. Um, and so I always just, you know, he's got a schedule. And so mm -hmm. I just have to, I'm always cognizant of his schedule. Um, in my particular case, especially in the last six years, you know, Hudson um, has a condition called megaesophagus. So he has to eat and drink in a special chair. And so my schedule is certainly much more regimented now because of his schedule. He can't eat or drink unless he's in that chair. And then he has to sit in that chair for 20 minutes to let gravity take the food down. 
So it's just one of those things. I don't ever think about it as a sacrifice. It's just, you know, especially when you're an actor, you just have to sort of make it all work. And so whatever it is, I make it work. There have been days where I've had to have a friend come in and let him out. Um, but basically, I only there's only a handful of us who really know how to feed him and take care of him. So you just you do what you have to do to make it work. That's the only thing I can think of. How, what would you say to someone who says, "Well, I can't just make it work"? I mean, what well, is your secret to make it? You work? have to have you have to have, as you refer to it, a village. Mm -hmm. You know, I I made a few videos on how how I feed him and, and how he gets in and out of the chair. I've trained a few people. I am very, you know, my, my next door neighbor, I know, God forbid, if I was expecting to be home and I'm not going to make it home, that I have somebody whom I trust who will be able to go in. Um, you know, it is, listen, I also, let's face it, I don't work as often as I want to, but when I am working and I get an audition and I see, okay, this is going to shoot next week, the first thing I do, the First thing I do is figure out his schedule and who can I call, who can I put on hold, who can I put on standby? And also knowing that it's okay if he eats an hour later or mm -hmm. has to eat an hour earlier, like we do. And, and as much as I want him to eat and drink at exactly the same time each day, we can't always do that. So I just really go through all the steps. I, I try to approach it like a stage manager would, like mm -hmm. have all of your contingencies. If I get called in and I'm going to be late, if I, and then if I have to hire someone and then what happens if I get released early and I don't need the person to come in, well, then I have to pay them anyway, but at least it's the peace of mind. So I just say, I really, I plan, I'm like a super planner. So I just plan for any contingency I can think of. You know, it's Hudson is now 12 and I had a lab for 10 and a half years before that. I haven't had a problem yet where um, Hudson's gone unattended. It's certainly, it, it, it is, it's more challenging now because I can't drop him off. I can't just have a, anybody come in. You know, it does require a little bit of knowledge in terms right. of his Bailey chair. But I just, you, you really, I, the only thing I can say is just you make it work. You, not only do you have a schedule for Hudson, but you have a list of people with phone numbers ready to go on who you can call in case of emergency yeah. that are trained and can get to Hudson and take care I mean, of him. Isn't that something that most people would do? Is that no. really not a thing? Okay. No. I, I, for, I never should. thought about not doing that, but everybody should do that. And you should also have what your dog eats, drinks. If there's any medications, you should have that documented so that God forbid there is an emergency. You don't have to then first start thinking about that. You should keep that the way you would keep your own medications filed somewhere. Like, have that ready to go. So all you have to do is just print it or make any last minute additions and just have mm -hmm. that ready to go. If, if you can do it, people, there's no reason the rest of us can't figure it out when if, if he's you know on a set with a big crew and he can't run off, the rest of us can also figure out how to have a backup plan for our dogs. So that yeah, you and, and to, find on. that person that you trust, or at least a couple of people that you it'll give you peace of mind because they know you and they know your pet and they'll yes. have both of your best interests in, in mind. So it'll alleviate that stress. Obviously you never want to get a call from a friend or a vet while you're working, while you're anywhere yeah. away from home, that there's an issue. But if you have just, even if it's one person that you can trust 
that is such peace of mind and that it just lets you, you don't have to sort of wear all that stress. They'll worry about it for you. And when you get back home or when you get to your phone, then you can worry about it. Excellent. Okay. So Hudson, what else do you want to say? So he's, he wants to put emphasis on, you don't need to worry. Dogs don't want us worrying when we're not home that, if you do all these things, you're probably going to find that your dog is sprawled out on the bed or very happy. Oh, Hudson says he likes the air conditioner. He says as long as it's not I too thought hot. so. He does not. Uh, this is a little, I'm so interested to hear about this because Look I notice when, so when it gets warm and he starts panting and then I'm like, but when I make it very cool, he stops panting. He does. I'm starting to sweat. So I, as an animal communicator, sometimes will feel what the, the animals will tell me things. Hi, Hudson. They will tell me things or I can get a feeling. And he hates being hot. He loves right when you turn on the air conditioner. It's like, ah. Oh. But how come he chooses to sunbathe? I won't sunbathe because oh, my he, skin is so fair. He is a black, hairy dog and he likes to go lay in the sun. He's like, Doug, Doug, Doug. It's different. He says, listen, wait a minute. You know anybody who's been places. When you feel the warmth of the sun on your body, it feels good. Not when it's too hot, but it feels good to an extent. And he says, you know, he gets up and leaves when, it's too, when he's had enough. Yeah, that is true. He does do that. Yeah, it is true. He told me. He, so he says he likes the feeling of the warm sun, but he says there's nothing worse than being inside. He goes, oh, because there's stale air, because uh -huh. it's hot, it's trapped. He just, he does not like being hot. And okay. he says, no, inside. Um, because when he's outside, he says he's always has the way to get up and leave the sun. Right. When okay. he's in a house, he doesn't have that opportunity. There's, he's trying to say, see, I tried to tell you. I'm going to make it cooler. I ha right yes. now I'm talking, but, and it's 77. I'm going to lower it. I'll lower it to 74. How's that? Yes. Okay. He says we can work it out. He, and he, he says that he, one of the things he appreciates about you is that you can work it out. And he says he knows he is a negotiator at times. <laughs> so snarky. He, he is a, a negotiator and you do to go back. It's like we riff and he has a sense of humor. It's not like wolf riff. He likes that. You go back and forth. It's like a game, but he says he respects your limits and you have a special way of cutting him off from negotiating. And he knows that you have his best interest. He's right. grateful, but he would like you to teach the good people in whatever you have to say about negotiating with a dog. Okay. Whatever you, I guess you know something about negotiation. You know, oh, he says, oh, he's so proud of you. He says, you know why, because of his health issues, why at some point you cannot let a dog get away with things. Like my dog sitter who fed the dogs all the extra food. Right. Because they were, why, what, what have you figured out about cutting off that negotiation? Well, at some point, by the way, it, when you hear him, um, gag like that that's uh -huh. part of his condition mm -hmm. um, uh, it, he, re, he regurgitates um especially after he's been laying down so i apologize if your people are listening and they hear all this gagging and panting that's just how it goes with the megasophagus dog um i you know i'm very empathetic and sympathetic and i and i know i i think about him and i want him to be the happiest and most comfortable and content, but at the same time, 
he is a dog and I'm responsible for him. Mm -hmm. So on some level, he's going to have to know that I, I know what's best for him more than he does. So, you know, I, he can look at me with these eyes. He's got these sweet eyes, my little baby. Hi, Hudson. He's also my dog and I'm responsible for him. Yeah. And he knows that he said he's, he's, he in the early days he had a few mishaps that he I guess he made a mess he got into some things he sure did it was that's when I got dog insurance when I had to keep going back to the vet that would walk in and they'd say what did he eat now yeah it was a mess and he (laughs) he didn't feel very good so that was you proved your worthiness to him because you took care of it and he felt a lot better but it was a mess it was just like and he knew he was in trouble but he knew he was in trouble in the senses that he didn't feel very good. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, some dogs do learn the hard way. Hudson, uh, what else would you like Doug to know? You've shared a lot with people, but what would you like to, Oh, something special. Cause you're really special. Okay. Hudson, what do you want Doug to know that's special? Oh, well, so he doesn't want you to feel bad. You said earlier today, you're not working as much as you used to, and none of us really are, but he doesn't want you to feel bad about it because the time that you've had this time together has been so special and he loves it. And that you have had like, not, it's not like quality. It is like quality time, but it's, it's longer amounts of time together that have been really, really good and very important time. Oh, so he wants you to know that. And he wants you not to worry that you haven't been working as much. And now he wants me to talk about your cooking. So I am researching you more. So I would know what Hudson or we might want to talk about your Instagram you're cooking on Instagram like a cooking show yes well we just did our first one yes uh, last night with my friend Jamie I saw and, that uh, it was great it looked it delicious. was so, it was so much fun I've never done anything like that before um Hudson actually sat in the back for yes. much of it he loved it he watched and we had so much fun, and I love to cook. I, my, when I was growing up, my mom actually was a, a Chinese cooking teacher, even though she's a little old Jewish lady, she's a Chinese cooking teacher. So I really grew up in the kitchen, and I have a, a real love of cooking and creating things in the kitchen. And my friend Jamie is a gal that I only know from the farmer's market, and she reached out to me. She said, let's, let's cook something and do it on Instagram. I said, sure. And we had well, so much fun. I would love this to become something regular. Well, it, it Hudson would too. He really enjoyed it too, because it was a treat yeah. for him with his uh, limited diet or his yeah. and all is that he can sit and smell and he loved it. Oh, and good. Yes. So I think that's one of the things he likes when I was getting this feeling about pulling out this quality time at home and creative time. So I have something, I have started doing um, episodes of cooking with the dogs. And so if you would like to, with Hudson and, and even your friend, Jamie, contribute an episode, I'm happy to share it where, because what my vision of cooking with the dogs is people like you, you look at all the cooking shows and we've got all these cooking shows, but how many cooking shows have a dog in them? I can't think of any. Exactly. But how many kitchens in America have a dog in the kitchen while they're cooking? I I think you're onto something. Yes. So if you ever do an episode with your friend, tag cooking with the dogs and 
or send it to, and I'll share it too. And we can get cooking tips of what you do because some, a lot of dogs that I talk to say they love the smells and some dogs will share that they love the spicy smells in the house or they love the broth that they get, or they love when this last one I'm thinking of, it was the dog mom when she cooks certain foods that she shares because they're dog friendly for this dog's diet. So Hudson, I think, is suggesting that maybe you do that as well. If you I think, that, I think we could talk do that. somehow that he can I think, be a part you know, of it. And one of the things that I was that I always think about too is the foods that are dangerous for yes. animals and what to like I I don't ever have grapes in my house anymore. After I read about how yeah. toxic they are for animals, I just I don't even bring them into the house just because I'm so afraid that yeah. somebody will drop a grape. I mean, I'm super paranoid about it, but I just feel yeah. like, mm, you know, and, and even yesterday I was, every time I'm using garlic and any dog owner who, anybody who owns a dog that loves to, you know, um, scrounge around on the floor as you're right. cooking. Cause when I'm cooking, Hudson's usually walking around just looking for me to drop something. Right. So I know, gar- I know garlic is very dangerous. So when I'm chopping garlic, I'm just really careful not to let anything fall on the floor. Um, you know, he used to love uh, Brussels sprout bottoms. When I would mm-hmm. trim Brussels sprouts, he would eat those up. And so if they fell on the floor, I wouldn't feel so bad because they would be gone in a second. Of course, now he can't do that. But I think it's important for dog owners who cook to be really cognizant of what foods are dangerous if dogs ingest them. That's right. That's right. And if you don't want your dog about I have dog beds in the corner of my kitchen. So I can, if I've had enough and they're, they're laying there and they're not moving, it's like, come on, move. I will tell them to go get on their beds. Go get on the bed. Yes. And, but then they can still partake and I still will look at them and tell them how fabulous they are. So Hudson, we won't talk about my dogs. We will talk about you. What else? He says, Doug, please, when you do your cooking again, include me. He like he wants to be a part of it. Oh, maybe okay. you're, maybe your viewership will be even higher because because uh, he says he's good to attract viewers. He's very like, popular on on Instagram. People, you know, people love seeing him sit in that Bailey chair. I gotta yes. say, people love that. Yeah. So Hudson, I think that's great because that's work that you two can do together. And uh, oh, and I guess you have other friends that cook. So yes, you have other friends. Okay, so this is what he's telling me, and you've cooked with other friends. Yes. And you, you are smart. So you would know how to do a cooking show with your friends without being together. If you're doing, you know, the, the quarantine cooking or whatever with the dogs. So he wants to be a part of this. He's, okay. he's like, he's your muse and yeah, he's looking his chops. We know that. And so this is good. Okay. So uh, Hudson, what else? We t- I told him about the cooking to keep going on that, to include you. I would love yeah. to know, I mean, can I ask a, a question? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would love to know how he is feeling uh, other than hot. Um, okay. I, you know, we've had, we've had a lot of health challenges with him and I just, I would love to get a check-in to see, is he comfortable? Is he, like, where is he health-wise? Okay. So for those of you who are new to how I work, I will like laser focus tune in Tim now because I'm, I'm feeling his body. I can feel the, it's like a restriction he has. Mm-hmm. I can feel that, but he says that's the least of his worries. He, he and he, but he doesn't want you to worry. 
And he says, you do, you will worry. So he, he wants me to watch how I say it because you worry. He says that he, I guess it's his stiffness sometimes mm -hmm. that that bugs him more than the digestion stuff. It's that sometimes it's hard for him to move, I get, to move it in sync. He gets stiff. Yes. Yes. He he's having, he's having trouble with one of his back legs. They don't know if it's, um, Ner a nerve issue or what it is, but like oh. he's, he's having, his walk is sometimes a little wonky. All the pieces aren't going in the same direction. Is, it, is he I'm in like pain this. from it? Is there anything I can do? No, he's in okay. pain because he can't walk the way he wants. And it's, it's like when you have a foot asleep. I mean, mm -hmm. are we in pain when our foot's asleep? Huh. Okay. So I, I've studied energy healing and I'm feeling like it's something, it's a, um, it's something that a, definitely a trained like body worker could do on him in terms of getting the knots out to make it go. Okay. Somebody, somebody who does like healing hands or the word I'm getting is like a manipulation, like untangling. It may be nerves, but it may be a variety of things of the nerve is pinched because, um, well, he's definitely like constricted tight. I feel that, that like even massage or whatever they do to the diagnosis that he needs. I, I really want to be careful because I'm not a doctor, but I've had medical treatment and I, I know that whatever somebody who knows his body would recommend that's safe, both because of his digestive issues, his body, that like when he sits for 20 minutes, that mm -hmm. constricts him. So then it's like, exactly. it's almost as if when he's done sitting for 20 minutes, you need to do like the reverse to sort of help him unwind. Right, right. So to stretch I him feel, out. Yes. I feel that if like three to five set, look, he's already, I already feel like he's better. It's like running energy down his body to help it actually sort of fall into place by itself in some ways, but to help that unwind that's what he is feeling more like he, his body wants and, oh gosh, it feels better. So that he, that he, he would not have that discomfort that you were noticing. Look at him. He feels better. Just talking about it. We were doing um, acupuncture for uh -huh. a while and that actually seemed to help. Yeah. Unfortunately, because of COVID, they're not doing it right now. I, I really, you know, there is a great vet at my vet office who uh, has started doing acupuncture. And he said, well, let's just give it a shot. And I yeah. felt like it, it was definitely just starting to help. But now that, you know, because of COVID, they're not, they're not doing, they're it. Not doing he, it. He did mention something. I didn't look into it, but it was something, a something loop or something. And it was like, a, it's something you put un underneath them that sends out a pulse and the dog lays on it. Oh, there are blankets like that. Well, they're not blankets. There's like, yes. Yeah. Ask your people because- Yeah, I will. I'm going to follow up on that. I, this I sort unwinding. of let that slip away. Yes, this unwinding, I, I feel like he's somebody just talking about, it. I feel like he feels better. He wants, mm -hmm. because he's been, he says, I've been heard. But yeah. I do okay. think that that stiffness is what he wants addressed first. In terms of the eating and the, the panting and the gagging, he says that sometimes he has, he gets, it, it gets triggered. 
There are things that trigger it that make it worse. This, like the smoke has made it worse. Um, but, oh, I guess, do you give him like, I don't know if he can have like a liquid, like a cod liver oil every so often you've given him something that lubricates. Was there something, I don't know. It's like, it's some, it's some liquidy gel that asks somebody about that. You've given it to him before that lubricates it, that it softens it gets, or it, it, mm-hmm. it makes it dissipate this congestion that he gets sometimes. I, I, uh, something for megasophagus dog owners is you make um, a water gelatin. So you take chicken stock and water with gelatin and they're like cubes, like gelatin cubes. And I think they dissolve um, in in his throat. So maybe I should make some of those again. That lubricates it. That's all he says. The lubrication, the um, fixing this wonky walk, and then he does want to do more walks when you can. Okay. The shorter yeah. walks. We ha- yeah, we've been doing him. right now where we're, I'm limiting walks just early in the morning just because it's the air has been so bad. But typically we walk in the afternoon with my friend and his dogs. Um, so hopefully, hopefully Hudson likes Jake oh, and he Charlie. Says it's the best. It's the okay, best. Good. He good. loves it. He loves it. Hudson, let's see your face. Hi, big guy. What else would you want to say? That anything else? We've talked to Doug. He got the message. The cooking. He likes the vegetables. Um, what else? You want the gel thing? He <laughs> definitely wants the gel thing. The friends are good. The listeners. Have we covered everything? I feel like there's one more thing. Oh, the bed. He wants more space in the bed, Doug. He no does. way. That's not happening. Hey, yeah, he. Let me. T- I'm telling you right now. That he, is not happening. He wants, well, he wants an adjustment with the pillows or something. He says it okay. could be a bit better. And that's his only thing. That's his only, and he doesn't even want to use the complaint because he doesn't want you to worry. That There you go. So that's all I have. That's all he's saying right now. He is done talking to me. Okay. They get done. But he said he's happy. He's well, very happy. Why wouldn't he be? Yeah, yeah. It's nice to hear. He's very happy. He says you t- you do a great job. He's he's proud of you. He thinks you did a great job educating people today for sure. Good. And folks, if you want to learn more about Doug's work, go to his Instagram. At, I will put it in notes. Doug Budin. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Follow his hi. cooking. You can say hi. Tell him what you think. Ask a question about dog care. Um, how, say it again. His. Uh, Medical condition? Um, Hudson has mega esophagus. So I will write uh, or that. ME, I think is, you know, what, what people call it. And it, it ha- apparently it happens in dogs, um, horses. Mm-hmm. And what happens is um, the esophagus is just sort of stuck open. So it, it's not undulating to bring the food down. Mm-hmm. It's almost just like a, an open tube. So dogs regurgitate and they can get... Um, what is it? Aspiration pneumonia, I think it's called. Oh, that's uh-huh. that's unfortunately and that happens. That's unfortunately many, many, many dogs die from that uh, and from malnutrition because the food isn't getting into their stomach. Now, apparently, it used to just be, you know, a death sentence until they developed this chair called the Bailey chair, and that for me and especially for Hudson has really been a lifesaver. I. I can't speak highly enough about about the chair for anybody who has a megasophagus dog. People, listen up. If he can go be an actor on TV shows, 
and go on auditions, the rest of us can also figure out how to build our village to take I care love that of idea, build, building the village. That's Who's exactly all village? you have to do. Who's yeah. in your dog village? Have a list, phone numbers, you have money to cover their expenses if there's an emergency and they've overfed your dog, whatever it is, get your dog village going. Thank you, Doug. I loved having you. I'm Liz Murdoch. This is Doug. We are talking with the dogs and we hope you will join us wherever you want to find us on Instagram, my website, talkingwiththedogs.com. Or if you just want to think about what we've said, at least give it a try and talk with your dog. Thanks for tuning in to Talking with the Dogs. Hope today's episode made you want to understand your own dog better and appreciate that every dog has a story and something to say. Subscribe now for more dog stories and insights into animal communication and what it's like to be a dog whisperer. Review this episode on Apple Podcasts or follow Talking with the Dogs on Instagram or Facebook and sign up for a chance for you and your dog to be a guest on the show. Whatever you do, I hope you'll spend time talking with the dogs.